episode of Just Another Pod. I'm your host, Rob, and today we're going to do things a little bit different. I'm going to go solo, but we got some interesting stuff to talk about. Um, I know a lot of people ask me about my sneakers and where do I get my sneakers from, how many sneakers do I have, and all that good stuff. So I figured why not make an episode on how to grow your sneaker collection or um, just how to be a sneaker connoisseur so you know what you're talking about and looking for instead of just basically buying another product that everyone else is buying. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into these tips. Um, the first one being an elephant. We'll just go ahead and dress the elephant in the room. And that's um, you're going to be broke. You're going to be broke. You're going to make some financial discrepancies and you're probably going to have some sleepless nights. I'll repeat that. You're going to be bad with money. But as long as you know how to work around that, you'll be good. Second tip, get used to a lot of uh, sleep for dinner. That's just that's just how it goes around here. You're going to have a lot of sleep. You're going to be well rested, but closet is going to be fresh as hell. I'll tell you that. You don't got to worry about a damn thing or anybody telling you your shoes are fake. Now, tip three kind of goes with tip four, but um, I would start off by uh, starting on YouTube. I know there's a lot of people on YouTube talking about their sneakerheads and all this and that. And I'll tell you this, if, if, if someone calls themselves a sneakerhead on YouTube, stay away from them. We don't use that terms around here. That seems more of a uh, like an attention grab. You don't got to you don't got to worry about people calling them sneakerheads because they don't really know what they're talking about. You want to just get into the people that actually enjoy sneakers. So go on YouTube find or like just look up people like that talk about sneakers and um that's a good way of not only figuring out what shoes you might like or shoes you've never seen before but it gives you an idea of kind of how things are ran or maybe where you can get your next shoe from or you can probably youtube like a a sneaker shop there's a lot of sneaker shops on youtube now that that's what they do and they show their day-to-day life and um basically youtube is very saturated so kind of be picky with who you watch but it's a very very clean way to uh, get into sneakers but that also leads me to my next point which is the shoe market is very saturated also it's very saturated a lot of shoes are being released every single day every single week i mean i don't know how many times i've seen alerts on my phone alerts of like weekly sneaker releases and they're like packed with 20 sneakers being released and some of them might have a hype shoe two hype shoes three hype shoes and you know, as I said previously on my conversation with Britain, you can't, I mean, unless you have money like that, you're not going to be able to buy all shoes and you got to prioritize the shoes you want. So it comes down to a lot of shoes just being on the market or like, you know, people will buy them to resell, but there's not enough buyers. So, you know, as of right now, you can go on Go, you can go on StockX. Maybe some of the newly released shoes will be kind of up there, but even like older shoes, they're kind of going down in price and people are able to kind of get them for a price they might want them for or the price they've been looking for so i would definitely say the market is kind of sat- oversaturated um and some buyers are kind of in the same boat as everyone else where they can't buy everything that they want so they're trying to uh play it cool play it smart and see what shoes will drop in price before they buy but the point i was trying to make from that was to basically take advantage of that because the sellers may not be able to sell as much as they want to or the buyers aren't buying the shoes like hotcakes there's a discrepancy between demand and um, supply and demand, basically. Uh, so I would say take advantage of it. Take advantage of the prices that are what the shoes are now because they might be as low as they'll possibly be for a little bit. Kind of like a sneaker recession, basically. We're in a sneaker recession. And um, over time, of course, they're going to rise back up. But I don't know how long that's going to be. And you don't want to be on the 
back end of that. You want to try to take advantage of what you can now. Now on to tip five. So I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you want to set up post notifications like for Instagram or Twitter accounts that you can follow and rely on because there, there are a lot of accounts that will give you those uh, releases. They'll tell you like, hey, this Jordan Armand Manier collab is coming out tomorrow or this uh, Jordan Off-White sneakers releasing next week. Hell, even um, the Nikes app, but we all we all don't want to deal with that. We, we take enough L's on that anyway. So you can definitely find like Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts that will give you uh, post notifications that are like reliable, like on the dime. Um, I follow Soul Links and the Sneaker Leaker. Sneaker Leaker. I, I feel like I said that weird the first time. Um, there's also J23. I know some of my friends have uh, followed that. I personally don't care. Um, Soul Links has been been doing me justice forever long i've been following them they literally give you a link i mean fast i don't even know how to describe it they give it to you fast as hell like you'll you'll feel like you're the first one getting it but after you get the post notification of course that comes down to you and how fast your internet is and how fast your thumbs are because if you're not moving fast enough you can kiss that shoe goodbye but if you if you're into like those trying to get shoes um for retail or you're not going to try it all, I would definitely say getting post notifications for like Instagram and Twitter accounts will definitely help you on your process of growing your sneaker collection. You might, um, and I guess that, that brings me to my next point, you might take a lot of losses. You might take a lot of loss and you may never win, to be honest. But it's all about being patient, whether you're trying to buy it on resale or retail. Sometimes a lot of these... Um, these websites, these sneaker stores, they'll restock them. It, surprisingly, believe it or not, they'll restock them or you'll you'll be able to find a way around the retail release. Um, but I would say be patient. If you don't get it, even with the post notifications, that's all it is. It's a slow grind, a slow game that you got to play. Um, and I mean, again, if you have the money to get it, get it. But going back to my first point, you might make some financial discrepancies. As long as your rent is paid, you know, it doesn't matter. Now, these next couple of tips might maybe rub some people the wrong way. I mean, it depends on how bad you might want your sneaker collection to grow or how uh, invested you want to be in your sneakers. But um, a lot of people ask me, like, oh, where do you buy your shoes? Or do you, you know, have like a dealer or something? And I don't. Um, sometimes I might get lucky enough to go into a sneaker store, especially in LA. There's thousands and thousands of sneaker stores, but the issues I have with my size, I wear a size 13. They don't have my size just sitting around anywhere and everywhere. So I have to really go looking and they don't make a lot in my size. So the hunt is real. If you like hunting, if you like the, the, I guess the rush, quote unquote, the rush of the uh, hunt, then this is for you. Um, but you can definitely use websites like Goat, StockX, eBay. I've been using eBay longer than anything. I've been using eBay since I even started getting into sneakers. And I've basically been doing this for, shoot, maybe 10 years. Yeah, almost 10 years. And um, it kind of comes with just experience. Like, you got to know what you're looking for. You got to know what you're trying to get um, on those websites. But more importantly, you don't have to always look for brand new shoes. Sometimes there's a lot of people who will buy the shoe brand new, they'll wear it, or they might not think it's that hype, or they might say, like, I don't want to have to wait on this shoe to be bought. Like, a shoe might be $1,000, right? Somebody might resell it for $1,000, and someone's like, well, I don't want to wait 
a month, two months, three months to get a thousand dollars. Like a lot of people are very desperate. I know that's hard to believe, but some people will be desperate. They need the money and they'll put a thousand dollar worth shoe for like two hundred dollars. I've seen it plenty of times. I've done it plenty of times. I got one of my grails or I guess you could say one of the uh, secret shoes or like hidden gems. I should say, yeah. One of my hidden gems, I got it for $200, and that thing is going for around 2000 I think. So sometimes you just got to look out for people who are willing to let go of their shoes for a low price because these websites, eBay, StockX, Goat, well, StockX is brand new, but eBay and Goat, they'll give it to you for a good price. And sometimes, like eBay, the great thing about eBay, you can bargain with them. You can you can sit here and like send an offer and be like, yeah, I see you got it for 300 but I think they're worth like... 210 190 and sometimes they're desperate enough to take it they're just like i just need to get rid of them i don't care i don't want them and you can play that to your to your fence and like i know again for size 13 i can't say the same for size 10 size 10 and a half but i do know because you guys like between size 8 and 11 that's like the money size you guys i mean there's so many shoes so many stocks of shoes in whatever silhouette or whatever release it is that you don't even probably have to worry about the the uh the price of it sometimes um for example the pata uh, i might be losing some people here but the all black pata air max ones that released uh, i think last year um right after the blue and orange ones they i i don't know if they released overseas or not but you can go on GOAT StockX, you can look them up, and you can see between size five and a half, six to size 12, average price is $300. And mind you, they retail for $170. So people are trying to get their value, like double double the value, basically, of what they paid for. So that's not that bad. That's usually what you're going to get when it comes to a sneaker that's actually wanted but not hyped. But if you go to size 12 and a half, 13, or 14, the price is literally triple and quadruple. Why is that? Because of the size. So sometimes size nine and a half, 10, 10 and a half, 11, easily can cop at an easy price, but you gotta go looking for it. That's really the thing. And I mean, unless you're around sneaker sneaker shops or you know people who have those sneakers on deck, then you're, not, you're most likely not gonna be able to just walk into a store and be able to find whatever sneaker you're looking for. So I would use GOAT, StockX, eBay, Grailed, uh, maybe even Depop. I don't think I've ever used Depop for shoes, but um, you know, use those type of apps and and websites to find sneakers because you'll be surprised with the amount of people that are trying to sell you the shoe for a lot less than what they're going for, or really just trying to get rid of them. So if you talk to them, you you might be able to get a deal. And I would look for like apps and websites that you can actually talk to them, talk to the seller that is, because you can. Hell, you can get something out of them. Some people are firm, but some people are like, oh, I hear you out. Yeah, I like that. I like that story. Uh, 300. They'll just get, you know, shoot you some bullshit. But you'll be able to talk to them and you can get the price lowered. So um, I would definitely say look into those. Now, moving along to tip eight. Uh, this is a pretty simple tip. And that's go after the shoes you actually like and see yourself wearing as time goes on and not, you know, sneakers that people are just talking about. Um, kind of have like, you know, I guess, an identity with the shoe you always go to. So, like, for me, I'm an Air Max type of guy. I love Air Maxes. Most of my shoes consist of Air Maxes. Air Maxes 1, 97s, 90s, uh, any, really any Air Max shoe you can think of. Um, and I've had a lot of Air Maxes, but I've sold a lot of Air Maxes. So, I've stuck with the Air Maxes that mean more to me, and I've prioritized. So, I would say definitely 
pick the shoes that you can actually enjoy and want to wear and are going to, you know, want to wear as time goes on. Because when trends die, that's when people start, you know, they don't want, like the shoe no more. They want to sell it. And it's kind of unfortunate because if your goal is to grow your sneaker collection or you're trying to just improve your sneaker taste, you, again, you want to go after what you actually like and not what's actually popping. But just so happens sometimes a lot of sneakers that are popping and hyped up, you know, they might be what you like. I mean, I like Travis Scott Air Maxes again because I'm an Air Max type of guy. And because Travis Scott's name to him, they're going for a lot more than what they should. And you know, if this was just a regular Air Max release, they wouldn't be going for the price that they're going for. But as I said earlier, the saturation of the market is bringing sneaker prices down. So therefore, I feel like they're at a good price um, for what they are. But um, when it comes to other sneaker silhouettes that you might want to build your identity around, like Jordan 4s or Jordan 1s or Dunks, that might be a little bit more challenging because, of course, Jordan 1, Jordan 4s, and Dunks are more popular. And I, I didn't really touch up on this with, like, um, like StockX and GOAT and using eBay and all that and, like, bargaining prices. But, like, something as simple as Dunks, like Panda Dunks, I'm sure, you know, anyone who's listening to this has seen thousands of people wearing Panda Dunks. I mean, it's a very generic shoe. It's like the Vans now of Dunks. And to be honest, if you're paying, they, I mean, they're literally restocking they, they restock like every it feels like every month so you're not going to um you're basically i'm not saying you can't like them but you're probably going to get more annoyed and more disgusted seeing a shoe that you're constantly seeing on the street and therefore you might want to stay away from a shoe you're constantly seeing and um i will say like you don't want to overpay for a shoe that that is very saturated again like if you're paying if the shoe is releasing for a hundred dollars and you're seeing people pay 400 for any size they're being played but they know people want them so people are going to buy them just so they can have the same shoe everyone else has so they can kind of feel like they're in the conversation of hey i got panda dunks too but that's a generic shoe and you're paying to be generic basically you're overpaying to be generic you don't want to do that you want to pay attention to what kind of makes sense for you but also what doesn't um, compromise your values and what you actually want in a shoe and what you actually want to do with that shoe. I personally wouldn't go after a Panda Dunk because there's plenty, plenty of black and white shoes and I can stay far from a fucking Panda Dunk. Like, I don't need that shit. But by no means am I trying to do a rant on black Panda Dunks. I just personally feel like it is a, a highly saturated shoe that can easily be um, made an example of so people can understand it. There's plenty of shoes just like the Panda Dunk, but uh, I feel like there was no other way I could present it to you guys. Now, this next tip kind of goes with what I just spoke about with uh, getting shoes that goes with what you want and that's for you. Um, and also, I will say using YouTube is really a big part of this, and that's figuring out what silhouettes are super popular. As I mentioned before, ones, fours, and dunks, super popular right now. I don't think Jordan 1s and Jordan 4s will ever not be popular. People might be annoyed with the colorways, and that's fine. But the reason for that is they'll always retro the actual wanted colorways. Chicago's, bread, cements, um, black toes, like all those type of shoes, all those type of colorways, they're always going to be wanted. And then like the colorways Nike kind of drops, they're like, eh, whatever, this is, looks generic or childish. People might not want them. But people are going to want the silhouette regardless. So knowing what shoes will always be popular, will always like kind of have a price tag to them and trying to figure out um, 
what makes that shoe so pricey um usually collabs of course makes a shoe pricier than others usually like really as i just mentioned retro og colorways like the chicago will be super popular because they only come around every five to ten years they don't most colorways in the jordan silhouette don't really release every year so as i just mentioned chicago's haven't came out since i think 2015 so it's been seven years since the chicago jordan ones came out and then on top of that they're adding a new uh i want to say a new silhouette but they're trying to go back to the original silhouette which means it looks more like the original which means you know sticker connoisseurs and old heads are going to want that nostalgic feeling so therefore they're going to go for a lot resell and retail i think retail they're going for like 200 dollars. that's that's fucking insane for a jordan one but dunks dunks come and go they're trendy right now you know of course tiktok's got them blowing up um and as i just mentioned the panda dunks are like a real simple shoe but dunks come and go dunks before 2020 2019 they were dead before travis scott released his dunk which you know travis scott effect is in place for a lot of things dunks were not popular a lot of people weren't caring for dunks sb dunks dunks lows but since dunks have re-emerged in the sneaker scene people have loved them and therefore those three silhouettes will always be or i should say those three silhouettes jordan ones jordan fours for sure but dunks will always be like a trendy in and out shoe because then they're gonna i don't know when but they're gonna start releasing shoes and as if you're paying attention you're seeing dunks are being released left and right whether it's a weird sneaker collab or just a generic color they're they're just literally popping them out out of nowhere just one by one and people are going to get annoyed they're going to start getting annoyed and they're not going to have the effect that i just mentioned with the jordan ones and jordan fours have where people will just weigh on the og colorways because technically there is no og colorway of dunks and sb dunks um and a, a quick little fact check sb dunks you could tell sb dunk from a, a dunk low based off the tongue i know it's kind of weird but usually dunk lows are a little bit longer they look a little bit longer um and they have a a uniform tongue that looks like a jordan one sb dunks they have a fat tongue like a skateboard tongue to cushion your foot and it's a little bit more narrow it looks more narrow so it makes your foot look smaller so if you're ever questioning what is sb dunk and a dunk low look at that that's a dead giveaway you'll be able to tell which one is the sb dunk and the dunk low but dunk lows don't have og colorway so therefore they don't really have anything for people to say okay i'll wait for nike to re-release that nike's most likely not going to re-release a, a shoe a dunk that is so knowing the silhouette you're getting into and I, i'm talking about nike but we could talk about stan smith's we all know stan smith's is like you know that's a beater basically um we could talk about shell toes we could talk about pumas i i'm just more informed with nike and i know nike is a more popular brand to others but you know don't 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 get away from uh looking at other brands new balances adidas pumas i have a couple of uh non-nike shoes i have asics i have new balances i have uh a, i'm fucking lying i got no adidas i got puma i have other brands but nike just to me fits me better because i mean they're the best storytelling brand there is so it kind of gets the consumer and i'm a sucker for that shit so therefore i am a sucker for nike but just knowing the silhouettes based off like popularity trends of what's going on right now in society you can go on youtube and check that stuff out and see like what people are wearing now you can see what people are wearing or what they were wearing in 2015 and you can compare the times i mean there's a lot of things in 2015 that we're not even mentioning right now let alone a silhouette so it kind of comes to that and then once you've kind of got an idea of what's trendy most likely trendy shoes 
are going to be pricey. As I said before, I'm an Air Max guy. I like Air Max ones. They're my favorite, but nobody, and I say this lightly, no one likes Air Max ones or Air Maxes. People will buy them, but they're not really looking to sell them. They know a lot of people aren't looking for Air Maxes, so therefore they're going for a lot less on the market. But you can get a lot of hype Air Maxes. Like I'm talking about like timeless uh, museum piece Air Max ones for a lot cheaper than what you can find like shoes that just came out a year ago. Jordan, or was it Travis Scott, Jordan 1 Low, Fragment Collab, they're going for around almost $2,000 brand new. I'm lying, $1,500 brand new, uh, around $1,200 used. I mean, the shoes just came out last year. Why are they going for so much? It's the hype, baby, hype train. But if I go and get me just a regular Jordan 1 Low, I can probably get it for like $170, a little bit over retail. Trending and hype to a shoe will always bring the price higher. And sometimes the hype will die down. If no one's wearing it or some people just don't feel the shoe anymore, it'll be hype one year and then it'll go down in value and nobody wants to buy them. So people will either resell them for a lower price, brand new, or they'll resell them for basically double retail for for resale. So, you know, you just got to look into those type of things and um, play it smart. Now, tip 10. This is just like everything else I've mentioned already, kind of continuation of one another. But this kind of is the same thing on knowing what silhouette you're getting, but not because of the trend or like the price you're paying or how you want to wear it, but age. Over time, if you plan on having a sneaker collection, if you plan on having sneakers that you might wear five, five years later down the line, make sure it's not a shoe that basically crumbles or deteriorates easily over time. Jordan 4 is notorious for that. Jordan 3 is notorious for that because of the sole. I know a lot of people may not know that, but as for myself, when I go after shoes, Air Maxes have a pretty sturdy sole. The bubble, of course, sadly enough, over time, that shit can pop and it's like, now nah, I got to bust the air bubble. But it's more likely that it can last, especially if you wear it and take care of your shoes. It can last for 30 years. I've seen Air Max ones that have released in 1987 that are still technically wearable today. And if you know how to sole replace, that's a whole nother story. But Air Max ones have a sturdy sole. Therefore, it won't crumble, especially if you wear them. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you a big tip. Wear your shoes. The less you wear them, the glue deteriorates. And therefore, it can get sole separation. And if there's no pressure and, you know, all that scientific shit that keeps the sole in place and compressed and all that, it will crumble, especially depending on the material of the sole. Jordan 3s, Jordan 4s, easily, easily can crumble. I, I'm pretty sure there's Jordan 4s that I've released 10 years ago that some people may not wear as much that they should that will crumble. 10 years after buying a shoe is crazy, but I guess some people don't care because it's 10 years. I got my money's worth out of it, right? Jordan 1s, Dunks, easily the most... I guess longevity shoe there is. I have my favorite Jordan ones. There might be a couple that I'm missing. I have some of my favorite SB Dunks. I'm probably missing a few too. But the beauty of that is if you ever pay a premium for those shoes, outside of the you know hype train and trendiness of the shoe, you're gonna be able to wear that shoe for practically 30 years. I mean there's still Jordan, there's still Jordan ones from 1985 that people are able to wear today. That's a really big thing if you're not aware of it. 1985 and 1994 Jordan 1s are a huge staple in people being able to brag, basically basically telling you how broke you are and um, how you're not on their level of collecting. I'll basically say that. But 
they're they're such a staple shoe because they've lasted for so long and regardless of how much money they've paid it's going to last them a lot longer than a jordan 3 jordan 4 jordan 8 or let me think of a another nike silhouette i mean there's a bunch of nike adidas silhouettes that will uh basically go down in value and deteriorate over time just based off the shoe and the material so i, I guess more of a point is be aware of the material in the shoe because over time certain materials won't do well with oxidation but oxidation is inevitable like it's going to happen for every shoe you just want to make sure you get the shoe that doesn't basically get fucked up easily um now for these last two tips they might be the most crucial ones and i'm going to start off by asking what is a sneakerhead now i don't usually like using the term sneakerhead i feel like it's kind of played out and this is kind of the reason why i feel like it's played out and that comes down to basically if someone has 100 bands or 100 converses or 100 jordan ones does that make them a sneakerhead because of the quantity of the amount of shoes they have or are they a sneakerhead because of their knowledge and the quality of the sneakers i don't i mean i mean 40 pairs of sneakers are a lot but to some that's not enough sneakerheads need to have like every general release shoe that comes out you're not really considered a sneakerhead in my personal opinion if you just buy a bunch of shoes you're just buying a bunch of nike adidas new balances products that doesn't make you a sneakerhead but if you can hell i would i respect you more if you buy the same silhouette of a shoe and you can tell me the history and everything about it and when it was created who was the designer behind it you know i can at least tell you like for air max ones tinker hatfield was behind the air max one and you know it came out in 1987 it was the first shoe to show the air unit in the shoe like those are simple things i can tell you about the air max one so i feel like even if i wear 100 air max ones I'm still okay in that that space, but most of my shoes in my collection are Air Max ones and Air Max Air Maxes in general. But not all of them are Air Maxes, and that's where I diversify. So to me personally, you want to diversify your collection. You don't want to have the same shoe over and over again. But if you are to somehow stick to that, be knowledgeable and like try to be uh try to <laughs> try to stand out. I would say don't don't just buy every general release shoe. Because to me personally, that just tells me you're just a loyal customer to whatever shoe brand you're buying from. It doesn't really, that really like speak volumes to you being like some big time sneaker head or sneaker collector. You know, like be very mindful of the shoes that you're buying and the amount you're buying of. And also, I, I want to add that it's okay if you like hype shoes or you want to buy a hype shoe. It's not your fault that you know someone else is hyping up the shoe for the wrong reasons. If you like an off-white dunk, get an off-white dunk. If you have the, I would hope, you know, personal reasons of you enjoying it for your own liking, whatever. Like, if you like it for you, that's cool. Don't be going out and getting shoes just because everyone else is, you know, thinking they're cool. And that's going to get you some cool points that don't get you nowhere in life. And that also leads to the point of, um, you know, fake shoes. Because if you're into hype shoes and you're like, man, I can't afford this shoe. I really want it, but I just never probably have the money to get it. Don't compromise your morals to get a fake shoe or replica. There's a whole other conversation that can be had about replicas, but don't go out and buy like, you know, a hundred, hell, even a hundred dollar replicas of, even if it was a good replica, a hundred dollars replica of like an off-white Jordan 4, don't do that. Like, that's a waste of money. 
And then at that point, you have to ask yourself, what are you even buying the shoe for? Are you buying it for your enjoyment? Are you buying it to be, you know, in the conversation to fit in? Like, I mean, I know some people might buy uh, a fake, a replica, because they just like how it looks. And it, it just, as far as like, I guess, fashion and, you know, how it looks with their, their outfits, it comes together. But ultimately, a fake is a fake. And, you know, at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, what are you actually buying it for? Are you actually buying it for your collection? Because personally to me, I collect shoes slash wear them and I enjoy shoes. I love them for the art. I love like the the design and materials that go into the shoe and the, the things that are spoken into a shoe. That's why I'm more so of a, at this point, a collab type of guy. I like collabs because I feel like collabs have more detail going into the shoe rather than just another shoe just thrown out there for people to buy. So I collect a lot of collabs which means they might be a little bit more hype they might be a little bit more expensive i'm not opposed to buying generally shoes but there hasn't really been a generally shoe that i'm like i need that but even even with that being said i can't see myself buying fakes just because it compromises my collection as a collector i wear all my shoes of course but if you're ultimately collecting shoes you know to whether it's like as a history piece like hey look at this shoe that I'll probably never release again whatever the case may be, it doesn't make any sense for you to put fakes in your in your collection because you're not, I, I would hope you're not going to brag about fakes. If you're going to somehow one day show your collection, you're basically promoting to others, whether they know it or not, hey, I got these fake shoes. And it makes it even worse when people are knowingly buying fakes and then trying to promote themselves as like they got it when they don't. If, you know, you want to wear fakes, that's fine. No one's no one's going to fucking stop you in the middle of the street and say, let me check your shoes and, you know, check the insoles and see if the stitching is black instead of white. You know, like no one's going to do that. No one's going to ask you to stop and take your shoe off. But at the same time, you know, have some like dignity. Like don't be coming out here talking about you got this type of shoe and that type of shoe, which sadly enough, a lot of people do that for whatever reasons, wrong reasons, right reasons to them will you know wear fakes and, and promote themselves as if they have that type of money and they're on that type of time when they're not so when it comes down to it like you know fakes aren't necessarily bad but you know as for me and what i you know i guess believe in fakes doesn't make any sense for me to grab but for someone else who might want to make an outfit out of fakes if they can find the right fake you know by all means go ahead and buy it but just know you're wasting your money on something that's not even like you're basically just wasting your money because at the same time, like I said, you're like, what do you what is your actual reason? Are you actually trying to are you actually doing it for the right reasons? Are you actually buying it for yourself and you you know want the shoe or are you like truly just trying to be in a way fake? I don't really mean to say fake or call somebody fake, but for wearing fake shoes. But like, you know, fake shoes, just they're not it. Um, you might as well save your money and buy the real pair. Or, you know, take your talent somewhere else and get another pair of shoes that is similar. Or, I mean, there's so many options when it comes to shoes. Like, shoes are so, like, the, the, the shoe game is so open that you don't necessarily need every shoe that you see. And you don't need the one shoe that you feel like you need, like, the most. And, if it, like I said, if it comes down to it, you can save your money. And that can be your grail. That's the beauty of sneakers and shoes. The hunt. Ultimately, that's kind of why I do it. Because, again, I'm a collector, quote-unquote. And um, I like hunting for the shoes that I have. And it, it's no better feeling finding the shoe and getting a deal on it or finding the shoe, having the money for it and buying it rather than you just kind of taking the cheap, easy way. I don't even say cheap, but like, you know, hell, more like cheat. You taking the cheat, the cheaters way and just buying fakes and being like, OK, I fit in, guys. I got the shoe. And, you know, it's just the reasoning is it doesn't make any sense. But 
when it comes down to it, fakes are kind of a no-no to me. And, you know, a lot of people do that and promote themselves as having fakes as like real. And um, you don't want to do that when it comes to sneaker, the sneaker collecting world. Like you want to, I think it was like tip four. I said, you know, be patient. Like, you know, you're going to take some L's and that's okay. That's, that's what comes with sneakers. You can't have everything in life. You can't have everything in sneakers. So you're going to take L's. You got to be patient. You got to wait for your time to come around. Um, I mean, I could, I could, I could talk about Kobe's like, Kobe Bean Bryant has the best basketball shoes of all time, and yet, you know, God rest his soul, after he passed away, the shoes skyrocketed. Now, I didn't have, you know, the most money in the world to just buy every Kobe you know, Kobe basketball shoe there was, but I was fortunate enough to play in all of them except the four and the five, which are probably the best of the best of the Kobe Bryant shoes. But what I'm trying to get at is, before he passed, and even after he passed, I wasn't able to get his shoes, which before he passed were literally sitting at retail they were literally sitting at nike stores which is crazy to even believe now two years three years later after he's passed away and yet now if you go on any app no matter what silhouette it is a four five six the the pro tros the retros they're going for an absurd amount and this is a basketball shoe we're talking about here we're not talking about a shoe we can wear in the club we're talking about a basketball shoe and i had to basically eat my pride or Maybe that's not the right way of saying it. I basically had to succumb to the resellers and the market for what it was because people were trying to, you know, make top dollar off Kobe Bryant's death. And technically to this day, still trying to make because, I mean, Nike said they're re-releasing his shoes and yet resellers are still trying to make the top dollar on his shoe. And yet I feel like that's one of the biggest L's I could take or still am taking now because that's something Kobe Bryant as a person is like, you know, like that's like what is it uh an icon to me like he's so crazy of an athlete to have played the game of basketball and on top of that his shoes match his energy as a person yet i can't even buy a pair of kobe's like pro tro or retro because they're so crazy and that's something i have to deal with that's just something like you you'll have a shoe or something that you stick to that you like that you want that you're just gonna have to like you're gonna have to swallow that like you're gonna have to bite that bullet and understand that you're not gonna be able to you know get every shoe that you want or get those shoes that you feel like doesn't make any sense why it's hyped up or why it's pricey but that's common in the sneaker world that those are the l's whether it's you going on a sneaker release day or uh trying to get a sneaker that shouldn't be as hype as it is and then all of a sudden someone like travis scott might wear it and that you know that shit rises a thousand dollars in value and now you have to you know eat that but that's that's one of the things that's one of the few things that come with taking l's and being patient in the sneaker world and um you tend to uh appreciate sneakers more because of that and you tend to appreciate the process of you getting a shoe and not always looking at a shoe as just a money grab i think and i'm kind of ranting here but getting into the sneaker world now i feel like a lot of people have the wrong ideas of what uh sneaker culture is or like you know the enjoyment of sneakers and everyone's trying to get a money grab. Everyone, I mean, I would say probably if there was a shoe that was releasing today and 100,000 people signed up to buy it, I would probably say at least half of them are only in it for the money. They, they think the shoe is ugly. They don't want nothing to do with it. They would never wear it, but they're still trying to buy it. Why? Because they feel like they're going to you know, be on a come up. They feel like if I get this shoe, I could probably sell it for however many dollars that I got it for, if not triple, quadruple the amount. And that's the problem. Everyone isn't in it for the right reasons. And you can't control that and that's probably one of the biggest issues with the sneaker world today and taking l's and like being patient you're going to have to be patient regardless and 
unless you want to blow your money and go back to step one and two, you're better off just allowing time to go through. And you can always circle back around and find that shoe. But sometimes you might not because there's so many people involved that and have a hand in the process of you even enjoying a shoe that you can't. You have no say in that. So. Now, this leads me to my last point, and um, it comes down to like the haters or the naysayers. You know, people always talking about why do you blow money on sneakers, blah, blah, blah. You know, they try to make it seem like because you blow money on shoes and that's something they wouldn't blow their money on. It's not as if they wouldn't blow their money on something completely different, but in the same caliber of interest to them, like car parts or something. And I don't really know how it is for anyone else, but I think for me, me growing up, like my dad was a very stern parent and didn't really allow me to enjoy sneakers. He always tried to put his whole childhood like I only had three shoes. So you only have three shoes type shit. And, um, you know, I grew to like disapprove of that mindset because I fell more in love with sneakers like something, you know, most people are denied, whether it's a young age or an older age. When you're denied something, you find a way to get to it and you become more of an addict to it. And um, that's kind of how it got to me with sneakers. And, you know, I know we're kind of older. Whoever's listening to this most likely is older of age and there's no one really checking their money. But still, there's going to be like I feel like people who are going to say something to you about you blowing your money or if anyone ever really does come to you and talk about like noticing the amount of shoes you have, they're going to say something like as if they need to, you know, preach to you to you know change your ways like you have a problem. And that's not really any of their business, but it's going to happen. I'm sure if it happens to me a lot more than I would like to admit. But, you know, they'll always say like some, oh, well, you only have two feet. You can't wear all sneakers. But it's like, you know, it's 365 days in a year, which means there's 365 opportunities to show out. I'm going to have a shoe for every day of the month. Hell, if not two months. And I'm going to wear every shoe to the fucking ground. So I would say that's kind of how you should, you know, present that to them. And outside of telling them to mind their own business, you know, you can just tell them sneakers is like fashion. It's subjective and you're not the subject at hand. You know, sometimes you just got to let people know that the shoes are for me and my interest for them is for me and not for you. So I would say, you know, just enjoy the, the journey and passion of loving shoes because it gets better as time goes on when you're truly in it for the right reasons. Message! I'm sorry if this is more of a rant than uh, informational, but I hope that you were able to learn from this. I hope that I answered a lot of the people's questions that they have for me and the things they always kind of bring to me as a concern. Um, you know, if there's ever anything else that you guys want to hear about, especially when it comes to sneakers, you know, just let me know. And I'll definitely, definitely, definitely try to make another episode. Um, you know, as you can tell, shoes are a passion of mine. And I know a lot about sneakers from, you know, down to the material that they're made out of to the designer and um, when they were originally released. So I'm, I'm definitely definitely a sneaker connoisseur i love sneakers and i'm uh, hoping that you guys enjoyed this episode and that there's more to come Hi.